I'm an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth! Take a stand. Bitch, bitch, bitches, leave. Hey team, welcome back to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV with your hosts, the Turkey Boys, Ryan Ankner and myself, Scott Evil. How we doing, Ryan? <laughs> Hello, Scott. He's in. I'm rebranding for the holiday season as when Scott Evil. When the problem Evil. comes along, you must zip it. <laughs> zip it good. I could listen to you do the whole, <laughs> let's run the gamut of all, I mean, people get, you should, people get you Seth Green me. a lot of garbage, but his work as Scott Evil cannot be ignored. I met him once when I was bartending. He was very nice. He tipped well. He had a really tall wife. I'm, I'm in on him. I don't, have a, I don't have anything bad to say about Seth. Wow. He did have a hell of a run on Entourage. People have a lot of cheapies, but tell her I said run up again. Hmm. What a foil he was to Vince. Um, a lot of the news this week. Big week. Yes. Up top, I noticed you dyed your hair green the other day. I was... No, no, no. That was, uh, that was a bit. I used a filter to do that. Oh. I thought that was real. Looked real, right? Yeah, I was getting excited to do the show with the Joker today. I no. Was... <laughs> I thought that would be pretty twisted yeah. to trick people into thinking I had green hair when I actually didn't. My man's been jokified. I was uh, looking forward to that. Thinking mm. maybe you got cast in like a new Jokerverse movie. I wish. Yes. But, I mean, Rick Moranis got punched in the face. That was pretty <laughs> fucked up. Everyone is pretending to be mad about it and not laughing. And that upsets me. It's like, mm. come on, it's funny. It's... You were upset by it. You're <laughs> yeah. one of the many. I'm like fighting back tears and rage. Like, how dare you? <clears throat> but, I mean, he's like a small old man at this point did you see the video of it uh where you get it's from behind right well no it's maybe i didn't it's like a street camera video you can barely tell who it is but it's just the guys walking past him and just like seemingly out of nowhere just gives rick a good old a good pop does rick go down to the ground he does I i didn't finish it i shut the video actually now i remember it someone sent the link i hit the link it was not happening quickly enough, so I shut it. Mm. <laughs> Classic me. Yeah. yeah, what a what a creep who would do that to him. Yeah, I mean... You're a creep. It was probably because of that commercial he did with Ryan Reynolds for that app or whatever. Yeah, I think that's fair. Ryan Reynolds should be the one getting punched in the face. Yeah. So let's see if we can... Ugh. Speaking of people getting punched in the face, did you see that Shia LaBeouf is in the news for getting in trouble again? I don't know how oh. old this crime is. It might have been because I think he's like newly off booze. Hmm. But I guess he was charged with two misdemeanors. Los Angeles court records say that he was petty theft and battery. I guess it was something that happened in June. He like hit a guy and then stole his hat and ran away. Apparently the guy's name is Tyler Murphy. That doesn't I guess, sound like Shia. I don't think he'd do that. No? But go on. And then Tyler's pressing charges because, you know, he wants to get some money out of it, I guess. Mm. And Shia's doing all right right now. 
And I guess there's a warrant for Shia's arrest out, and then now he's in court in November. So we are Team Shia here at the Enough Podcast. We'll be pulling for him. I hope that nothing bad happens. Yeah, he should like live stream these court appearances or do one of those fun mm. things like he used to do when he uh like the they will not divide us or whatever, screaming and yelling. Yeah, and like <clears throat> him watching all his own movies in a the movie theater. That was a fun bit. But yeah, he actually, he was tweeting earlier today, which was notable because I guess he hasn't tweeted in like years. He just tweeted the words, love me. And I tweeted back, I think Mutt Williams is cool. Gave Shia some... uh, What was Mutt Williams again? His character in uh, Don't Tell Me. I want to get it. You can get there. Indiana Jones. There it is. I almost went with the movie with Tom Hardy. (laughs) What's that called again? Like uh, the Magic School Bus? Oh, Lawless. That's actually a decent movie. But yes, Shia LaBeouf portrayed Mutt Williams, who was poised for like his own franchise. And then everyone was just like, eh, who cares? It's kind of mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> but I like to keep Mutt's memory alive. Agreed. You see that a uh, friend of the show, Eddie Van Halen, is dead? Wow. <laughs> oh, oh, Eddie. He died of cancer. Cancer? In his ass. I, I actually don't know how he died. Was it cancer? I think it was. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was in his ass, but I think that was the culprit. I actually noticed, I looked him up on IMDb, so I was like, I wonder what kind of Popeyes he had. Anything good? Like Entourage and The Magic <laughs> Singer or whatever that fucking show is called? I wish. He, <clears throat> uh, he did a Popeye on Frasier playing a character named Hank and did an episode of Two and a Half Men playing himself. And that's his entire... Hey, John Cryer! <laughs> I was just like, what a career. Like, obviously, he's a well-known musician and did all sorts of work in that realm. I know him from his TV guest spots. That's mainly, it, yeah. Is, is what I'm just trying his, to say. Just his short arc on Frasier. Yeah. But after this happened, I also noticed someone was talking about this story. Eddie Van Halen allegedly pulled a gun on Fred Durst to get his gear back years ago. Did Fred Durst buy it from him? There was, there was like, an auction involved and, like, I don't know, a bunch of accusations. But hmm. I just love picturing that happening. And he had some sort of quote, like, I fucking held the gun right to his stupid red backwards hat or whatever. That's fuck. awesome. Yeah. Good for him. More people should, uh, should pull guns on Fred Durst. <laughs> Except for... <laughs> If he's gonna make an, I was gonna say, if he's gonna make another fanatic, I'm in, I'm I'm taking that back. He's in. Did you see that Ryan Murphy is doing a Jeffrey Dahmer series for Netflix? Oh yeah, I did. I that... wonder how flamboyant that'll be. <laughs> That's sort of my first thoughts. Yeah, I wonder how like wildly unnecessary and colorful this new show will be. Lots of bright colors Net- for, for friend of the show Ryan Murphy. Netflix seems to just give him like carte blanche to just do whatever. It's like, oh, you're the guy. Just like, oh, a show about the nurse from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, like prequel series. Sure. Yeah, get it. In, get it in there. I think like he's gonna have that like free reign with any network he chooses, just because of how well his stuff does. Yeah. Did he do Glee as well? Yes. Okay. So I mean, that's sort of what solidified it, I think. And then American Horror Story. Yeah, I think Glee was his first. But I even saw a story. He said he has eight shows that will start shooting in October and November of like, this year. Yes. Now, eight shows. <laughs> so he's how, just like. You know what it is? We're turning into a very TV-driven 
it's going to be all TV and indie movies at this point. All the big projects are just going to get paused. Yeah. Which we can, we don't, do we, do we want to do that story? I know you have it in the notes. Well, yeah, just because it was so fucked up. Like it's, You're the, a crumb creep. it's the final like death knell for 2020 theatrically speaking. Like mm. they pushed Dune back a year. They pushed Batman back like a year and a half. That's in like 2022. It's like, okay, cool. Swear to me. And yeah, Saw, the Bond movie, Fast and Furious got pushed again. It's Fast and Furious got pushed again? Yeah. How far? I think another like six months. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So things are looking bright. Jesus Christ. And I also saw that Regal Cinemas has like shut down in the US for like the foreseeable future. And they're like one of the biggies, so I assume like AMC will follow suit at some point. <laughs> Hopefully not, but I mean, we'll be okay. We got that new female-centric American Pie spinoff movie on demand to watch. We're going to be fine. Yeah, there's that uh, new (laughs) Robert De Niro as a grandfather movie in theaters. My favorite was I read an article, I believe, in the New York or Variety or one of the, the, you know, the rags. And they were saying, like, all the movies are getting pushed and movie theaters are da-da-da-da and Regals are all closing. And there was some exec who was like, no, you know, there's still going to be some stuff to see. Like, we have the new Robert De Niro movie. And then just the article ended. And that was it. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> we're going to just ride those coattails of a guy who hasn't tried since Meet the Parents, which was, came out in 1994. Yeah. The war with Grandpa is going to save movie theaters. Oof. And I saw James Cameron was tweeting, like, we're re-releasing Alita at the end of October. <laughs> just like Alita Battle Angel? Yes. Oh. Um, it's like, no one saw this His when only it came bomb? out the first time. Yeah. You're like, what are you doing here? I think I said last week that he's never had a bomb. And I think I that was his bomb, right? Well, he didn't direct it. He produced it. Robert oh. Rodriguez directed it. So Right. Robert Rodriguez is all bombs. Unless Tarantino's involved, it's a bomb. It's probably spy a kids. fair assessment. Yeah, I, think I that... can't believe I can actually use this as a segue, but speaking of spy kids, <laughs> Daryl Sabara, the kid from that, is having a baby with pop star Megan Trainer. I was going to say, which I remember. Which is so weird to me. They had that famous picture a few years ago of them leaving a porn store with like a bag full of dildos. Oh. You, you can clearly see like through the bag and it's like I several. forgot about that. That's so gross. So like embarrassing and just silly. But good for them. They're uh they're expecting. Would you smooch with her? I can't remember what she looks like, but probably. She looks kind of like Jessica Simpson, shorter and fatter with a witch nose. Sounds like she could be the one. I'm in. Is this one of her... This is one of her title, or biggest, like, t- top tracks. I'm not loving this track. No? Dear future husband, this could be about you. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, there we go. It's pepping up a bit. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm so sweaty in this dress. <laughs> my thighs won't stop rubbing together. That guy, Daryl Sabara, he's in that... Robin Williams movie. World's Greatest Dad is yeah. the kid who kills himself. Yeah. Great stuff. That's a real good movie. I'm hoping that their marriage drives him to kill himself in real life. <laughs> this like bubbly cut in the background. Like, hey. Them pushing out some fucking deformed kid with red hair and a gut. Wow. <laughs> I mean, no doubt. I almost just made a really off-color remark about children with disabilities, and I just chose not to. So wow. that's me being woke. Yes. I am a Democrat, and I am voting for Joe Biden. 
Did back. you guys all remember to register to vote? Enough fans? I know you you need celebrities like Scott and me to remind you. Terrific. Turkey boys, stand back and stand by. Things are looking Holy very terrific and fantastic. Did you watch the Vice debate? No. I did not either. I decided to watch one of our featured reviews anyway, which Ooh. is the Adam Sandler movie, Hubie Halloween. I'd rather watch like Adam Sandler characters debate each other than watch Mike Pence. Like the and... Waterboy versus Howard from Uncut Gems? Yes. That's like a good showdown. Agreed. Like what are they arguing about? The economy? <laughs> I'd listen to them talk about whatever's on their mind. Mm. What else you got? But yeah, the, speaking of like political stuff, do you see that naked voting PSA? I shut it, yeah. yeah. With Sarah Silverman, like, remember me? She loves any excuse to show off her big and heavies. Her big droopy 47-year-old woman tits, yeah. I mean, they looked enticing, but this whole bit, then you got like Josh Gad, who's like on his stomach, like, it's like, oh, what are we doing with this? I actually appreciate him getting naked, that's funny. Like, everyone always completely loses their mind before an election and starts doing videos like this, or like songs, like the Imagine thing. It's just like... Yeah, we, we need less celebrity input yeah. when it comes to political matters. We really don't need their help with this at all. Yeah, like, it's like... Do you think anyone's getting uh, anything out of this besides just, like, bit fodder? Like, everyone's right. just bidding you. No one's, like, <laughs> thinking new thoughts because of this. Well, you want to know what happens when celebrities get involved in politics? Donald Trump. Terrific. That's that's the bottom line. Yeah. It's, it's That's what's going to happen is we're the celebrities are going to annoy enough people it's with their point. constant reminders that people are just going to vote for Trump again. Hmm. Which he's, I've already, at this point, I go back and forth, but I'm at the point of right now where I'm just like settling in to get used to it and being like, okay, it is what it is. At this point, I'm like blaming Trump for the fact that we can't see movies in movie theaters ever again. Because mm-hmm. they had like, theaters in China are back to normal. They had like two major movies get released and had like 150 million plus opening weekends. Like everything's Stay fine standing. over there. Like. They can just go to the movies and do whatever. Do we believe that, though? I don't believe anything I hear about China ever. Oh, terrific. Now, okay, I got you back on my side, clearly. COVID-19 is a scam. I'm just, I'm adding it to the list. Donald Trump ruined movies forever. And not just because the Comey rules. Terrific. It's me under the microphone now. I'm terrific. Oh, fantastic. Donald Scott, I want to invite you to come by the White House. You can come to my personal movie theater. Oh, jeez. I really don't like you, but that's an offer I'd be foolish to turn down. I'm going to take off your shirt and rub you with baby oil throughout the picture. Okay, things are taking a turn here, but I'm still tentatively... And what movie are we going to watch, Donald? Gone with the Wind. Oh, fuck. Cod's also invited. He's going to be nude. Oh. Can we watch, like, Welcome to Marwin or something fun like that for me? If I'm still awake after Gone with the Wind, you could put on whatever you'd like. Terrific picture. I promise I will not give you COVID-19. Oh, okay. Because I, it doesn't exist. Oh yeah, I forgot you have COVID-19, Donald. That's, uh, <laughs> I forgot how wild this week has been. It's just... Uh, how about how that, we, the one time... The one time <laughs> we do a fucking Wednesday show, the funniest, biggest news imaginable, dopey Donald Trump getting COVID, yeah. and we can't talk about it until it's not really news anymore. 
Yeah, something big always happens as soon as we finish. I bet so. you when we turn off, or like the second the program is, or the, the show that we've just done is in the air for Sam, our lovely Sam, to Terrific. start mastering it for us, uh, it'll be, uh, who knows, like Mike Pence will kill himself on the green <laughs> of the White House. Yeah, yeah, from the guy who probably won't get in. But did you also see that... Jamie Foxx's character from The Amazing Spider-Man, which is the last Spider-Man series with Andrew Garfield, they're bringing him as Electro back for the new Spider-Man movie. Oh. And they're just, like, cherry-picking what they want from the old series. Like, they brought J.K. Simmons as uh, J. Jonah Jameson Are back. Are you rushing or dragging? Yeah, which that made sense, but it's like, you're going to bring back the worst villain from, like, the worst Spider-Man movie? Just because Jamie Foxx is, like, famous and won an Oscar? Like, I don't know if you've seen The Amazing Spider-Man 2, but... I actually don't think I've seen any of the Spider-Mans. It's fine. His performance as Electro is, like, even more laughable than Paul Giamatti as the Rhino (laughs) in the same film, which is just... Like, they should bring the Rhino back if they're going to bring back one of these sidecar ridiculous villains. Mm-hmm. Just one of those news stories you see, and it's just like, who, what? <laughs> like, Speaking of just stuff being brought back unnecessarily, did you see that Netflix is doing another pass at the Selena story? That ooh. that woman, the singer who got killed mm. by the fan or whatever? Yes. They're doing a whole series. And you think they perfected it with the J-Lo film, so this is unnecessary, correct? Uh, right, that's a masterpiece. Yeah. <laughs> baby, 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 give me all the tacos. Yeah, that. Oh, Jenny. <laughs> oh. Mitch Connor. And yeah, they're. It's weird because Netflix, they're going forward with a lot of shows and like greenlighting a bunch of stuff, but then they also just canceled a lot of stuff and are using COVID as an excuse or like the reasoning. Like they canceled Glow, Glow, which is a program I enjoy, and they say, you know, due to the COVID 19 shutdown. Didn't Glow win Emmys? Yes. Why would they cancel it? And was like wildly popular. Like I know a bunch of people who like it. It's you know what it is. It's uh, who's that? The main babe in that who we like. Allison Brie and oh the blonde juggier one. Chesty Chesterson. Betty Gilpin. There it is. Betty Gilpin Mm. is just like we've talked about this before. She's sort of like movie cancer, where like everything she touches (laughs) is a turkey. She isn't a lot of turkeys. She's kind of like the Taylor Kitsch. Mm. Uh, the female Taylor Kitsch, I should say. Wow. So it's, it's I don't know. Maybe there's not in lack of talent or anything, or but it's just like she's picked a lot of bad projects, and now she has a great project. I don't like it, but it's yeah. did well at one Emmys. People like it, yeah. and the show's gone. Kind of like Taylor Kitsch with um, that Dis John Carter. That could have been huge. Disney put mm. everything into it, mm. and it just tanked just for no reason. Yeah, and it could be like it does have a lot of stars <clears throat> on it. Glow, that is. So, I don't know. Maybe it's like a scheduling thing. But using the excuse of COVID for, like, why they're canceling shows. I saw it with another show that I can't remember. And it's just like, no, you were going to cancel this anyway. Yeah, come like, on. <laughs> enough. You're being a good Jew. And speaking of shows that should have been canceled, Showtime has picked up Billions for a sixth season. Oh. Which made me feel a little sick. Huh, loved it. I couldn't even send it to the thread. I didn't want to... Like, yeah, don't do it. Don't <laughs> activate that. I didn't want to see Cod's glee. But yeah, season five comes back with five new episodes in like six months, and then they renewed it for a sixth. 
No thanks. You hate to see it. It's not for me. Classic Showtime. They'll just never give up on it. But, uh, I'm sorry, we're listening to John Mayer for... Um, well, normally I would say for no reason, because I am a fan. Oh yeah, yes, cuts. for today, we're listening to John Mayer, because I just read a story about when John Mayer was dating Jessica Simpson in the early 2000s, wow. and I guess he stepped out on her for an evening, a little bit, in front of her, and made out with Perez Hilton, famed uh, gossip blogger, who wow. is a man, a gay <laughs> yes. man. Yes. So I guess, I don't know, is that woke or weird? I think it's both. Agreed. I think it's like weird how woke it is, actually. Perez Hilton, I actually saw pictures of him recently. He's had like wild facial surgeries. Yeah, he lost like 80 pounds. I think he looks like the type who would get like a stomach staple or something strange. If you're looking at pictures, try to find like a recent picture of him. He looks like the villain in the mask when he puts on the mask and his face is all just like like sharp and bulbous and ridiculous. Let's have a look at him. He's, uh, he's he a He did wild the first uh, show cameo. I don't know if you remember that. Did he? Mm-hmm. For this program? Yep. Actually, you know what? I didn't use him for enough. I used him for my gym. Wow. And he was like, hi. And he just like messed up all the copy and it just sucked. <laughs> oh and God. I almost wanted, I almost like complained to get my money back. You should have made a big stink. Yeah, he's gone through a lot of weird phases. Like he's done the rainbow hair and the bleach blonde hair and the blue hair and... He's an insufferable character. Just like listening to him on anything. It was funny on Howard when he like fingered Benji or whatever that bit was. But he's just, uh, he's a hen, as they say. Like on The View. But um, also, speaking of cancellations, renewals, the show Cops has resumed production after its cancellation a few weeks ago in the wake of George Floyd's death and all the upheaval. So they just gave it like a small little break for optics and then realized that they have a really successful program they don't want to give up on. Basically, they just gave it the summer off, which probably would have happened anyways because... Get away from me. Shows do that. So yeah, Cops are back. It's kind of like how we touched on last week. The guy from the Cleveland show is still doing the voice. No, no, no. Even though, like, he made this whole little song and dance. Oh, no. I'm so tired of all the fucking white guilt tap dancing. It's like, if you want to make the show go away, that's fine. But guess what? A television show about police officers makes no difference. Yeah, it's silly to, like, to undo it. I don't know. It just makes everything Are you going to cancel ridiculous. it? You say you're going to cancel it so it gets in the news, and now it's not canceled. So that's... To me, that's phony. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, we moved on. Like, so mild amount of time passed. We're over it. Agreed. Can I? I know I'm blasting us out with music today, but can we hear a little bit of the new Goldfinger song, Wallflower? Why not? I'm a big fan, and I know you are too. We're coming at you. This is the music corner. All right. Uh, (laughs) We're here with Scott and Ryan in the afternoon couple of dullards <laughs> getting ready for Columbus Day weekend. Listening to a band that they used to love when they were significantly younger, just trying to recapture that magic, baby. Close your eyes. It's like we're there again. In Mike's basement, he's wearing his mother's bra. Wow. Uh, okay, I don't want to be here, but I'm going <laughs> to go somewhere else more powerfully. Okay, he's in his kitchen. He's Joe's juggling fruit. Mike has his penis out. It's semi-erect. So it's white as a sheet. Okay, I've, I've left this dreamscape. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> this is the most inside bit I've ever done. 
yeah. to be honest though, I played this because I fucking love it but also like it makes me happy when a band is in their you know 50s and 60s whatever and they're playing stuff that they would have played 25 years ago and it sounds the same and it still sounds good yeah that is very much like a Goldfinger song yeah I was digging it big fan big yeah, fan I like that they're still out there doing it what is, what's another band like them where it's like, oh, look at them. Less than Jake. Still doing their thing. Less than Jake is still doing it. Yeah. Big D is actually still together. Big D and the Kids Table, another local band. That's like news to me. Yeah. That, they uh, still have songs. They still wow. tour. They were, I wanted to go see them in the beginning of the year, I believe at the Middle East or one of those. And then we never went. I was going to make Lucy come with me. And then we never went to then COVID. Kid. Which is a hoax. <laughs> Power grab. Um, Did you see Andy McDowell and her real-life daughter, Margaret Qualley, are going to play mother and daughter in a new movie called Made. It's based on a best-selling memoir. We love a memoir here at the show. Mm. What do you think? I mean, I think that's some good casting. Mother-daughter, you get a real mother and daughter. Mm. I think they nailed it. I really like when they, like the Fanning sisters got cast in something recently as sisters seems like such a no-brainer it's just like hey let's let's get you package deal and uh yeah margaret qualley she's quite the looker she's getting a lot of work these days i like mm. seeing her and stuff yeah she uh i i don't know her from much else besides once upon a time in hollywood and dating pete davidson but i'm a fan oh hey man yeah she's in a lot of great stuff yeah big she's dick got... man <laughs> yeah. um i like andy mcdowell mm. she's still got it yeah I'm in there. She's a very, like, pleasant-seeming mm. woman. She's like a Mary Steenburgen, which is like, oh, she seems nice. And that's it's probably just right like... in the pocket. Yeah, that's perfect. Like, huh. Um, what else? Did you see that Lee Wannell is developing a sequel to The Invisible Man? It's a great idea, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Even more inside, baby. Love it. Had to get you. But yeah, we enjoyed that movie. I think I liked it a little bit more you than you did. You liked it more than I did. I'd give it like a strong six out of ten, mm. which is good for me. Yeah, for you, that's I'm like... A, I'm a tough critic. It stinks. <laughs> but yeah, the I think we joked about it at the time. It kind of lends itself to a sequel at the end. And we were like, what's it going to be? The Invisible Woman? And maybe that is what it'll be. Oh, no. I don't even know. That would be dumb. I mean... I'll watch it. That seems I'll like... I'll always watch it, but... And instead of, like, The Invisible Man 2, they go, The Invisible Woman. I could see it Terrific. happening. Terrific. <laughs> oh, women are invisible to me. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, speaking of women, this is huge. Fuggin'. This is huge news. Whoopi Goldberg confirms Sister Act 3 is in the works. Let's get like an applause sound break. Um, I was actually stunned. Yeah. I had nothing. <laughs> I thought you might Why? faint or something. All right, where do you stand on the Sister Act franchise? I don't think I've ever seen either of them. They're not good. Mm. <laughs> that. I thought Here they might be one of those like. Get your own fucking army, pal. One of those like quietly charming '90s franchises. It's like her, and she's in a habit. And then they, they sing, and it's just dumb. I know in the second one, she's back in the habit. That's, like, the whole bit. I'm surprised they never made Brother Act, a movie about, like, fun priests. I guess no one would want to watch that. Mm. Like, yeah, this isn't... We're not having fun with this. If it this. was with a black guy, that would not be woke. 
Yeah. So we can't do that now. Oh, yeah, true. Unless it was like Ed Norton in his second directorial or third directorial yeah. debut. Keeping the Faith 2, yeah. colon, brother act. That seems like a green light, folks. Um, the 40th anniversary of The Shining is Ooh. soon, and it's been back in theaters if you want to go to the theater and see The Shining. I would see The Shining in the theater. I watch it like once a year. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's one of those movies where it's just, Mm. you're never too far from the last time you watched it. Love that movie. Agreed. And uh, Harvey Weinstein got hit with three more uh, rape accusers. Ooh. So he is definitely going to stay in prison forever, which is great news. Yes. That's That's slippery piece of shit. Yeah. I forgot about him for a bit. Yeah, he's on death's door. I'm surprised none of us have picked him for the death pool. Yeah, he'd be a good candidate. There's no way somebody doesn't eventually collapse his face on a sink, like Jeffrey Dahmer style. Yeah, I picked Lane Maxwell. That was foolish. Eh, it was a fun story at the time, yeah. I do. I feel the same way about picking Bam Margera, because he was like in and out of rehab. I was like, oh yeah, that guy's going to OD. Fucking April, man. <clears throat> Fucking. But... I saw. I only watched the first episode of Dancing with the Stars. Oh. It was on the shuts a few weeks ago, but I guess Anne Hage stormed off the set after she was eliminated last week. Hmm. What happened? Did her? I don't know. I got my Ooh. vagina dried up. <laughs> okay, baby, that's a bit give up. The baby, I've been eating. Yeah, like in the first episode, she was embarrassed to be there, and then I guess she got really. Uh, Attached. Is that like a defense mechanism because she was so excited and didn't want to get kicked off? Yeah, probably. But poor Anne. The uh, what else we got here? They are making, or I guess they made it, and it's going to come out. Who knows when? But a movie about the origins of Cruella Deville, the Hundred One Dalmatians villain. It's live action. It stars Emma Stone. It's called Cruella. And this seems like a, a female version of Joker, <laughs> where they're just like, let's Sounds make twisted. Let's make a whole movie out of like the villain origin story, and they'll be wacky and have like face paint. I'm yeah, like, no thanks. Joker for the gals. Like, are people in on this? I don't even know. I don't either. Are the dogs involved? They are. In the picture here, she's got three charming little Dalmatians. And some villainous looking sidecars. Just of all the stuff that gets made, it's like Cruella? Huh? Yeah. yeah. I'm huh? good. Um, I have an idea. Ooh. What do you got? Why don't we head on down to Ryan's Sports Corner, men? Wow. <laughs> all right there, men. Everybody get out your dicks. Okay. We're going to talk about matches, and we're going to talk about men. All right, got it out. All right, now that you got it out, put it in your hand and get ready. How, uh, are, the, how are the matches this week? Who, who won? All the teams, all the manliest teams won. Oh. <laughs> Patriots uh, did not win because Cam Newton from the Patriots was out because of the coronavirus, which is a hoax. Wow. And that's it for me here at Ryan Sports Corner. Tune in next week. Wow, that was a hell of a corner. <laughs> wow. Whew. Wasn't that a exciting segment?
That was. I didn't hurt my throat this time. That actually, last week, the way that I did it, my throat hurt for two full days. Mm. Like, it felt like I had a sore throat. And Worth perhaps it. I did with the coronavirus hoax. Worth it. I mean, I just got a few more news items here. Me too. This, is, this might be book corner worthy. I noticed that... Do you want to head on down to Scotty's book corner? I, If you wouldn't mind, I would. <laughs> That's very loud. But yes. The... I noticed the other day at the supermarket that Tom Selleck has his own magazine. Simply called As he should. Tom Selleck. This this month's storyline is nice guys do finish first. It's just got an article about his rise to uh to stardom back in the day. I was gonna buy it for the bit. Like, oh, Tom How much? Selleck like eight, magazine. $14.99. I'm sorry, what? Yes. For Tom Selleck magazine, which had two collectible covers. Gotta collect them all, so you're buying each one twice. The next time you run into something like this, just text me. I'll finance that. Yeah. <laughs> Think of me as like, like I'll just put it on my business card and, and pretend it's a business expense. If you're listening to this, Dad, can you earmuff it for me for a minute? <laughs> you do love a, uh, a wacky purchase. I do. I yeah. love spending money on nothing, we'll put it that way. Who are the people out there... Buying Tom Selleck magazine, I just old ladies who are gonna take it back to the old <laughs> to the nursing home and curl it up into a dildo. I don't know. Yeah, just like stare at a nice picture of him oh, as like a seventy-two so year old. Is he seventy-two? I, I feel like he's up there. He's got to be at least high sixties. Yeah. Yeah. And he's still on Blue Bloods, I guess. I don't even know. Mm. Speaking of old guys in that vein, Clint Eastwood, they announced, will direct and star in a new movie called Cry Macho for Warner Brothers. And this is a big deal because he said Gran Torino was going to be like his final, uh, or no, what was the one after Gran Torino? The, the Mule. Mule. <laughs> He's 75, Tom Selleck. Ooh. But yeah, every time Clint Eastwood's like, this is my last go around, like, I'm done, but... This movie, they, the story follows a washed-up rodeo star who takes a job from his ex-boss and travels to Mexico to kidnap the man's 11-year-old son from his ex-wife. I'm an old, broken-down <laughs> piece of meat. And I'm alone. It sounds very much in the Clint Eastwood pocket. Yeah, Clint like, Eastwood does not step out of his comfort zone pretty much at all. No, I don't. Which is fine, I guess. He's 90. How about that video? Did you see the video of him curling the 100-pound dumbbell? Uh, I'm thinking it might have been Photoshopped, but it doesn't look like it was. It sounds fun. And he's got it in like a preacher curl where you tuck your elbow. It's fucking crazy. I sent it to Monty because Monty has him in the death pool. Clint's not going to die for at least a decade. Monty, that's a bad pick. But uh, they also released some new trailers this week. I thought we'd touch on for a hot minute. good. David Fincher's latest movie, Mank. Should, should have been called Ank. I, like, I laughed at that when you hit me with that earlier. And I'm that repeating myself. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spoil the bit. Hey, please. But yeah, I didn't mean to ruin your Black Panther party. <laughs> David Fincher, you know, one of my favorite directors. I know you're a fan also. This is a movie about uh, the screenwriter who wrote Citizen Kane. It's supposed to be a social critique of 1930s Hollywood. It's a black and white, very classy looking picture. Looks fucking dope, I think. Did you watch the trailer? 
Mm-mm. Didn't even know it existed. Ooh. Gary Oldman's playing Mank. I'm all over this. This is... Beyond that one picture you sent, I guess, is the only way I knew it was real. I didn't know there was a trailer. But yes, it uh, comes out December 4th. So, won't be in theaters, but it'll be on Netflix. New David Fincher movie, that's something. I'll take it. I Yeah, there's nothing he's done that I didn't love, and I've never seen Benjamin Button, so I don't have Oof. that in my arsenal to God. even use as an example. Such a disaster of a turkey. Um, and if we could pop back into the book corner for one hot second, Jerry Seinfeld's new book came out today. I haven't got it yet, but I'm going to. What's it called? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> what's the deal? With books! No, it's called Is This Anything? Which I think is a great title. That's something that we would say. Exactly. It's like, it's perfect. Is this anything? So, folks, get ready for future book corners. I'll be talking about that. Can't wait. If you've never read Sign Language... I have, actually. Yeah, that's good. His first book. That's like... I've read that book cover to cover like five times. It's very short and sweet and strong. S-words. But, I don't know, maybe we talk about shuts in this moment? That's all I have for news. I have one more thing, that Mark Wahlberg is donating 1.3 million masks to schools in New England. How you doing? Hey, I got these masks for you. I'm going to donate them. I'm donating 2 million Wahlburgers with tater tots on the side. You guys, anyone will fucking take them. Yeah, you guys can have all those Wahlburgers, all these masks. Just make sure no Asians or blacks get them. (laughs) It's fine. It's fantastic. All right. Inspire to be better. Donnie and... Marie. <laughs> the fucking. Um, yeah, shots. I have a few. How many do you have? Ooh. I have four. I feel like I'm shut heavy this week, baby. Did you beat me? I mean, I know we both shut this one that I got up first. Uh, the new Fox dramatic series, Next. Okay, that makes five, then. I forgot to log that. But yes, I also shut next. Starring John Slattery, who was great as Roger on Mad Men. On this show, they have him in like a like Jack Bauer-type mode, where he's like this computer programmer. Let me just read this summary real quick. Silicon Valley pioneer Paul LeBlanc built a fortune and legacy on the world-changing innovations he dreamed up. After discovering, uh, discovering that one of his own creations, a powerful AI called Next... Might spell doom for humankind. He shuttered the project, only to be kicked out of the company by his own brother, Ted LeBlanc. It's just a, like, this is a new show in 2020. Yeah, it started off with some snappy, you know, TED Talk-like thing with John Slattery calling a bunch of people nerds and talking about how they can't get laid. And I was just like, nope, that's it. Ted LeBlanc. <clears throat> they should have got Matt LeBlanc on this fucking LeBlanc-heavy yep. show. Agreed. But yeah, Fox shows are so muggy. I was watching this just being like, you could tell they like shot it all in like a day. They have no production value. It's just people talking to each other in rooms about like computer jargon. It was garbage. If this show doesn't get canceled, I'd be like shocked Sorry, I don't know and chagrined. That, I do have a skill you might like. Computer uh, off. Of a- She's out. That's, she gets triggered by calling it the C word. Yes. Um, not cunt, the other C word. Oh. Uh, I shut off. What else? I, oop, the 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 what's his face? Josh Brolin firefighter movie, Only the Brave. Ooh, I watched that a couple years ago when it came out. 
It's fine. Apparently, everybody gets burned to death at the end, except for Miles Teller, which pissed me off because I was like, well, I wouldn't have minded seeing that. It's so... That movie's like a sob story. The whole last half hour is just like all their families just like looking off into the distance, being sad. It's like, yeah, that... Okay. I don't know why they made this movie. (laughs) Only the brave. My dad and I popped that on on FX the other day with commercials. I was like, what are we doing? (laughs) I love that when, like, halfway through watching a movie, you snap out of it. You're like, wait, what? It was like an on-demand but with commercials kind of deal. Like the FX on-demand where they just make you watch. They do, like, less commercials. But every now and then an ad hits and you can't skip it. And it's, oh, God. Mm. I shut off that new show, Utopia. I guess is it on Amazon? Yeah. Yeah. I actually watched three, maybe even four episodes of that. You like it? I got kind of into it, yeah. Should I go back? That, well, let me just. You'd know if I liked it. I don't... Th- or if I'd like it, rather. Well, just violence-wise, mm. I can't believe it didn't grab you because it has a montage in the first episode where it's like about this virus created by the government that's taking over the globe. Very timely show. <laughs> and like How so? Of the moment. <laughs> but, uh, and there's this like weird, murderous duo who's killing all these people who know about... like. Something gets released and like a bunch of people see it and they shouldn't have and their solution is just to kill hundreds of people. So sure. there's this big montage where they just go to like hundreds of people's houses and shoot them all in the face and it's played for like you know, it's like Alright, I'll give it another whirl. It's like a gritty violence. That sounds fun. Yeah. And Gillian Flynn wrote it, who uh is a famous author. They she did uh Gone Girl and did the screenplay. I like for Gone that. Girl. Yeah. All right, all right. You got me back. It's pretty cool. You won cool me show. back. I'm going to unshut it. Yeah, like I watched three or four episodes. At least once an episode, it has like a, a shocking, cool moment that I didn't see coming and I thought was like good, not just like for mm. shock's sake. I'm intrigued now. Yeah. Utopia on Amazon Prime. I'm, I'm into it. But uh, what else do we shut? I shut off The Inventor Out for Blood in Silicon Valley about the inventor Elizabeth Holmes who it's it, I might go back but I'm going to call it a shot anyway cuz I did get bored in the middle. It's about a woman who was this like Silicon Valley uh snake oil saleswoman for lack of a better term and uh, she created this whole said she created I should say like liar. this bullshit thing that could test your blood it was supposed to like revolutionize health and medicine and it was all lies. Ooh. And she just made up and she like made her company made like a billion dollars and then she Got sent to prison. Scandalous. There's a whole big doc on HBO about it, and I just got bored. Hmm. I shut off that new movie on HBO, Downhill, with Will Ferrell. And, okay, uh, I've only watched the French version, and it was mediocre, so. Yeah, this is, it's a remake of Force Majeure, which was, like, decent. Force Majeure, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. I think I remember your dad saying he really hated oh, Downhill. Oh, oh, oh. Maybe yeah, even he, walked he, out. I think he might have shut it off, yeah. I totally get why. This is this is one of those comedies that has like no laughs in it whatsoever. It doesn't even seem like they're trying to, to like have laughs. It's a movie they're on vacation, Will Ferrell and Julie Louis Dreyfus are married and like they see an avalanche coming and he runs away from the family and then for the rest of the movie Julie Louis Dreyfus is just like mad at him for and, being a coward. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like awkward and like not funny or fun in any way. I hated everything about it. Shut it after like an hour. 
Downhill on HBO. Mm-hmm. Avoid it. Love a shut. And I also shut off... I don't know if you're aware of this, but Ken Ji Young is currently the host of two different singing competition shows on the Fox Network at this sounds, moment in time. Sounds reasonable. He's on The Masked Singer and a new show called I Can See Your Voice, which popped up on Hulu. So I was like, let's see how fucked up this is. This is a show. They bring people out and they have like a gimmick. They're like, this guy's the banker. And he like looks like a stiff and then they lip sync to a song and people have to guess if they're lip syncing to their voice or a better singer's voice. It's like the biggest reach for a show idea that has maybe ever existed. And yeah, I don't and people love, probably love it. That's probably. the fucked up part. It's so complicated. Every time someone sings, they like have this thing that comes up on the screen that goes like, "Remember, it's this is what's going on here." Ugh. It's I'm out. Yeah, I don't want to ever see that. And as you were saying earlier, like, what audience is Ken Ji Young testing well with? <laughs> I thought that might make you laugh. It's like, oh, it's the guy with the micro penis from The Hangover. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Let's settle into like two hours of watching him judge people singing. This is entertainment. Here we go, baby. No good. No good indeed. <laughs> what else you shot? Anything? And I got one more shut, uh, a new AMC show called Soulmates, which it actually had a really intriguing premise where 15 years into the future, science has made a discovery that changes the lives of everyone on the planet, a test that unequivocally tells you who your soulmate is. And I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. That's cool. But then I popped it on and... I thought it was going to be like an anthology or something, or maybe it is an anthology. I watched one episode and by the end I was like, I don't, this should have been like a Black Mirror episode (laughs) instead of an entire series because it was just, you know, like certain married couples, like they didn't take the test because they don't want to find out the person they're married to isn't their soulmate and like a bunch of drama like that where it's like, yeah, this is like a movie. This doesn't need to be a series that I watch every week. Even though I did appreciate how high concept it was. Ah. Fans know Scotty loves a high concept series or film. And it had Shiv from Succession. And, Who uh, we love. And her big old butt. Does she yeah. have a big butt? I, felt, I flat out never noticed it. Big butt. Substantial. I do enjoy it. Powerful. Yeah, I think that's all I shut this week. Do you have an old bit? Don't. Me either. But I also shut the SNL premiere real quick. They're back in studio, but it, it doesn't help much. I was kind of laughing at Jim Carrey doing a Joe Biden impersonation just because, like, he's a pro, but there's sketches. It's a good bad. impression, but it's not funny. Can't do a great impression and have that be the, the entire thing. There has to be good writing, which there's not. Yeah. Do you agree with that? I don't know. Yeah. It just feels like flat to me. Yeah, and, like, tomorrow they'll have one. People are saying, like, I can't wait to see Pete Davidson play the fly on Mike Pence's head. Oh. And it's like, that's actually what they're going to do. Like, I can see that sketch in my head. Yeah, if they don't do a 30-minute sketch about the fucking fly from the debate, I'll be shocked. Because that's really, the, that's the only type of comedy they'll cater to at this point. Just dudsy, repetitive, nothing bits. Yeah. Sigh. <laughs> 
But yeah, maybe we take a break right now and uh, I would love that. I need a little recharge. Folks. And we got the Wolf of Snow Hollow from friend of the show Jim Cummings. Yeah, to baby. Watch. Yeah, baby. Yeah, we're watching it just came out today. It's new on demand and in theaters at drive-ins, I guess if you're near one where it's playing. That's the Wolf fun. of Snow Hollow. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> He's back. Folks, we just watched The Wolf of Snow Hollow, as we alluded to before the break. Nice new uh, Jim Cummings picture. I loved it. Yeah. I-, I-, I love it. As you said, he's a friend of the show. He was liking our... We tagged him in the Instagram things, and he liked it, so we're family now. That's how these things work. Uh, You may remember we discussed his first film, uh, Thunder Road, which we liked very much. and Masterpiece. Oh, yeah. This is very similar. He's playing a cop again. I got a little summary here real quick. Again, this movie just came out on iTunes today, Wolf of Snow Hollow. Terror grips a small mountain town as bodies are discovered after each full moon. Losing sleep, raising a teenage daughter, and caring for his ailing father, Officer Marshall struggles to remind himself there's no such thing as werewolves. Ow! You like my spooky sounds? Ow! You're a drunk creep. Yeah, this is our spooky episode. Oh, yeah. We got like nothing but horror movies tonight. But yeah, this was pretty like classic horror movie stuff. Like small town cops, they're in over their head. Seems like there's a werewolf, but everyone's oh, like, I see hey, Meg's having a drink. <laughs> Our third mic roaring in. I forgot to put her in the crate. It's clearly working out very well. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, great cast. He's playing a cop again, as we mentioned. <laughs> and <laughs> such a big drink. Uh,. He- yeah, I think him as a cop is sort of now it's he's typecasting himself a little bit, mm. but I do love it. He's gonna have to switch it up next time. Yeah, or yeah, he'll Big be in time. trouble. But yeah, and aside from him, it had a good cast. Uh, that girl from Garfunkel and Oates. What's her name again? I knew it earlier. You said it, and I forgot it. Ricky I, I, Ricky Lindholm. There it is. She uh, she pops up and stuff. Robert She's Forster. Aside. In his final screen yeah. role. It was pretty good. <laughs> the man from uh, Jackie Brown. He played that sneaky sidecar on Breaking Bad that everyone likes. The guy who owns like the fake vacuum mm. store where he disappears everyone. Yeah, he's dead in real life. Yes. But and in this good, movie... He's a good man. In this movie, he was like in a bad way. And it was, it was mirroring life. Hmm. And this movie was... I love when a movie that isn't a comedy has really good jokes in it. Like, no one would say, this is a comedy. No. It's more like a horror thriller. Thriller horror, yeah. Yeah, even though it's not, like, crazy on the horror. No. But uh, it has great bits in it. It, Yeah. It's it's mainly the main guy. He plays, like, frazzled, over-the-top, like... Maniac, sort of that unspoken well. humor. 
Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's well done. Interesting little, you know, I wouldn't call it a twist, but it, there's parts of it that are just up and down. It's, it kept me, it, you know, it's only 90 minutes or mm. 80 something minutes, I think. Very but, brisk. Right. It felt like 10. It, we, we cruised right through it. I wasn't bored. I could watch it again tomorrow and not be that bored. Yeah. The, we were talking, it did this thing when they're showing someone getting attacked by the werewolf. They'd like montage through the whole aftermath while it was happening. And it was a cool, like cleverly edited way of just like keeping things moving and like, oh, like people are dying and he keeps having to go to these funerals. Everyone's blaming him. Mm. Ba, ba, ba. Which is like, why as a police officer would he just be at every funeral? That doesn't even make sense. Is it? Are they implying that the town is that small that everybody knows everybody or is it just I think that's what they were going hyperbole? For. Yeah. But yeah, it was some good storytelling I'd never really seen before. This guy's good. And he like, yeah. Thunder Road he made for like nothing. He's he's like an up and coming indie darling. Yeah, Jim, I, I, I can already sense that this is, Jim Cummings is going to become the next big thing mm. in a lot of ways. Maybe it's just in the indie world. Maybe it's mainstream. Eventually, people we can't stand are going to get a hold of this. And we're going to be saying, remember when we were watching Thunder Road in 2016? Like, what mm. the fuck? And I can already see it happening, but good for you, Jim. You're about to blow up. We can feel it. Everybody watch The Wolf of Snow Hollow. Yes. And it actually reminded me of movies like Shaun of the Dead in that like it's a werewolf movie and you could watch it and just be like, oh, that's a werewolf movie. But it has a lot of like subtext going on. It's like, like there's a lot of it's commenting on the genre while also being an entry in mm. the genre. It's just. You know, it's got a lot going on, even though it's just a werewolf movie. It's a very self-aware movie. Yes. It's as if any little nuance or, you know, stuff that may have come from another kind of film, they took it and they put their own good spin on it and made it more interesting. And, and I thought that the effects were really good for what limited budget they must have had, yeah. which probably went all to Robert Forrester. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I thought it was phenomenal. I loved it. It's on iTunes. It's fourteen ninety nine for a purchase. I'm sure it'll be up for rent soon, but I think Jim Cummings, send him the dough. Mm. It's a tough time in the movie business. Fucking buy it. I did. Get in there. <sighs> the Wolf of Snow Hollow. And we also watched, it's a big week, Hubie Halloween. Dabadoo. I don't have any Sandler drops. I thought I did. I'm back. I feel like you have that uh, day and night she talks. Oh, I do. That's Sandler Good get. Stuff. Good get. He's back. It's on my first page. But yeah, this is the new, Nat- uh, new Netflix Adam Sandler joint. Day and night she talks. <laughs> Each word more useless than the next. You hear that, Hank? Yeah, I, I thought it was cute, light, fun. I got yeah. some notes about it, I guess. I got a little summary here. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> the fans love these summaries. Despite his devotion to his hometown of Salem, kid, that's around here. Sick. Oh. Hubie Dubois is a figure of mockery for kids and adults alike. But this year, something is going bump in the night, and it's up to Hubie to save Halloween. What a cast in this picture. Mm, Shaq coming back. (laughs) Ben Stiller reprising his Happy Gilmore role in the beginning. I was very charmed by that. Yeah. I love when they do something like that. Like, there's no reason for them to do that. Not at all. It's just like, look, everyone will recognize you from Happy Gilmore. It's fun. (laughs) 
He if, probably was in the set on the set for 15 minutes. Yeah. One take gone. Yeah, the goatee looked like placed on. He <laughs> he was just like he's just showing up having fun. Yeah, I love how Shaq is in everything Sandler does now. As we've been saying for countless episodes, we need Shaq to be headlining features again. Out there doing his thing. He's got the chops. You got Kevin James in here playing a cop with a fake beard. And that fake hair. and (laughs) Everything about Kevin James in this movie made me smile. It has like all the Sandler sidecars. Although I could have used a little Alan Covert. He was I think he was in it. Was he? Yeah, but like covered in makeup. Or I, I saw him on the list on IMDb. Oh, okay. He's in it. I just don't know what character. I needed him, that tan guy, maybe, <laughs> maybe some Swartzen. Oh but, my God, I am naked. <laughs> yeah, they could have wedged in Spade. Yeah. I was a little confused about where Spade might have been. You was got, he filming his talk show that didn't make it? Uh, <laughs> all right. You got Steve Buscemi as a werewolf. That was fun. Keeping the werewolf theme of the evening. Mm. But yeah, Adam Sandler in this movie, he's in like Waterboy, Little Nicky mode. He's doing a voice the whole time and like everyone likes to scare him because he's annoying. And then he's shouting, all the kids are laughing at him. It's uh All that candy getting thrown at him, him riding his bike into a car and flipping over the hood. Like there's a lot of like fun... Goofy, Sandler, physical comedy, pratfalls that yeah. are just, you know, nostalgic for those 90s comedies that are not really in existence anymore. Yeah, like you were saying the other day, it's just a Sandler movie, particularly like a good one. And this one wasn't even like amazing, but it was good. Mm. And it's just, it's very nostalgic. Just yeah. watching it, it was very like comforting. Just like, ah, oh, this isn't great, but uh, look at all these. I mean, I watched it in lieu of the vice presidential debate and I've never been happier. Yeah. Very wise decision. <laughs> Sandler yeah. roaring into the cafeteria as a ghost under those piss-covered sheets. That was good. Yeah. This, and the kid, you can hear the kid in the background going, is that pee? Mm. Julie Bowen fucking throwing seven different kinds of smoke. Like, she's literally, like, we just were talking about this. She's Benjamin Buttoning. Like, she's aging backwards. She looks better now than she did in Happy Gilmore. That was over 20 years ago. Oh, I forgot that was even her in Happy 22 Gilmore. years ago, she didn't look as hot as she does today, which yeah. is fucking nuts. She looks incredible. It's like weird how she looks. Great. She looks That I don't know why she's not in more stuff. I guess she was just slumming it on Modern I was, Family. I was going to say, like, she was in Modern Family Jail. Yeah. Now she'll probably get some work. But as we mentioned... It's set in Massachusetts, Salem. Kid. And I recognize some of those outdoor... When they're in, like, the street and stuff, I was like, oh, I know where that is. Deliver up there? <clears throat> oh, yeah. Rolling around. Uh, yeah, we liked it a lot. It's new on Netflix. It's, like, dumb and fun. Like, don't go into this expecting, yeah, you know, it, the next perfect comedy with, like, really intelligent humor. It's not. Yeah, it's, like, cheesy, harmless fun. Yeah. And, like, especially for an Adam Sandler Netflix movie, I think it's, it's much more watchable than most of the other ones. Like, that... Uh, I mean, League's better than The Ridiculous Six, that Western one, and uh, I don't know. Very watchable. Adam Sandler got snubbed of uh, his Oscar nomination for Uncut Gems, but I think he's finally going to nab it with this one. Especially this year. I think it's just his time. Sandman Halloween. And yeah, you were saying you love a good Halloween 
You're into Halloween movies as a genre? I am. I think of all the genres, it's my favorite. I like it better than Christmas. Yeah, of all the like holiday-themed movies, you like Halloween better than like Thanksgiving and Christmas movies? Those are probably the only like comparable ones. And I'm not even a big Halloween guy as a holiday. I don't drink. You. I don't trick-or-treat. I don't like getting dressed up. But I like scary movies. I like being at home and watching TV around that time because of stuff like this, just the curated content. Hmm. I just think it's great. I can dig. Yeah. Hubie Halloween, now on Netflix, in perpetuity. Give it a give it a go. Um, what else do we got? More horror movies. It's been a spooky week, folks. We both watched Christine, which is a John Carpenter movie based on a Stephen King book. I don't want to be overly positive this week, but I loved this as well. I mean, we're just loving everything. I think yeah, this was on... A couple s- of swell guys. <laughs> this was on Stars, I believe. It was. And, uh, yeah, I thought this was going to be a movie about a killer car. And it's more about a car that, like, possesses people and makes them evil. Mm. Like, you know, it's... Like, the car is doing the killings, but the kid is driving it. Yeah, like, it's this nerd who buys a car that is so cool, it, like, makes him lose his mind, basically. Mm. (laughs) And uh, it's just such a cool, like, 80s movie. It's got the 80s music, the John Carpenter stuff. And he has very, like, creative shots in the movie. Like, there's not even that much going on, but he just, like, puts the camera in cool. He gets great shots. He's a good director. Yeah, I I liked... Kelly Preston uh, was in this as well. I don't remember if you caught her, but mm, speaking yes. of women who've aged really well, <laughs> she looks great in 2020, like right now. Wow. <laughs> Does she? <laughs> I laughed at Harry Dean Stanton. A lot of funny, uh, like walk-on kind of yeah. roles in this. As you pointed out, that guy from Mrs. Doubtfire. Lady friend. For me. For me. <laughs> A lot yeah. of funny sides, as we like to say. Yeah, that, uh, when I was watching that, we were talking about, like, oh, the guy from Doubtfire. Then I just started thinking about that scene when uh, Robin Williams comes back to the table dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire, but talking like himself. The teeth falling out. and <laughs> I mean, he's just... Bully. Doesn't get any better than that. And yeah, speaking of bullies, John Carpenter has great bullies in all his movies. Mm. He must have been bullied as a child. Without question. Because... It's too realistic. Yeah, in all his movies, like, he nails just, like, mean, shitty bullies uh, messing with our underdog lead character. <clears throat> but yeah, this, uh, you know, for a killer car movie, I thought it was, like, dope. Yeah. Like, way better than I was It's stupid and everything, but it was kind of great in its own way as well. Yeah. Definitely worth a watch. Christine, on it's from 1983, so it's a little dated if you're not in the mood for that, but I, I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, and I like how it's a different kind of horror movie. When mm. people think of horror movies, they think of like a Friday the 13th, someone stabbing people. And, you know, this is like a crazy supernatural like car movie. It's, if you dig a little deeper, the horror genre is very versatile. It has a lot of good... Uh, Good things like this that are worth a watch. That's mm. Christine uh, from John Carpenter on Stars. And to talk about the other side of the horror genre, I'm going to take you down to Scotty Saw Corner. 
if you'd oblige me for one hot minute. I do not have the Saw theme music anymore. <laughs> I deleted it out. I didn't have the right one anyway. Yes, so. that's okay. Don't even worry about it. I thought you hated Saw 4. Well, I'm just like watching them all again just because In order? it's the season. Yeah, I watched one. I skipped two. I watched three and talked about it last week, right. I believe. And so now I'm on four. I'm leafing through the book of Saw, one might say. You celebrate the whole catalog. Yes. But this movie, it's most notice, uh, notable. It's opening scene, they're autopsying Jigsaw. He's on the table. And they show Jigsaw's dead dick and balls in like several shots. Fucking. <laughs> Which is just like... It's like, who, and I, I tweeted something about this, and the guy who wrote the movie responded to me, and he wrote, on purpose. <laughs> and I was just like, that's a great bit. And, like, I didn't tag him in it or anything. He just, like, found it somehow. I was uh, enjoying that. And just the fact, like, it's a silly movie. It's probably the worst of the whole Saw franchise, but he's, like, lying there naked on the table. Like, like is this going to be part of the... Is there going to be a clue, like, in his DI? Like, don't look at me. This this isn't part of the game. This is embarrassing. I wonder if it was really the re- the re- actual guy's penis or they used a prosthetic. Good question. You should tweet the guy back. Yeah. Tobin Bell, did you? Yeah. <laughs> did Tobin, you... is that your real cock? <laughs> Do you show Hog in Saw 4? If was not, that... can we see it? Yeah. But yeah, this one is... I think it's legitimately the worst one, even though the eighth one, Jigsaw, is you should have shut abysmal it. also. I thought about it, but I'm, I just got to power through. And this is the one where Donnie Wahlberg's character, who's, he's in a trap where he's like balancing on a block of ice. And when the ice melts, like he dies and this other person die. And so sick. They like explode in this CGI, like ice smushing. It's ludicrous. But yeah. That's Saw 4. I think all of them are on Amazon Prime. They are, at yeah. The Whole collection. I mean, Saw 5 next week. See you in the corner, folks. <laughs> and we both watched The Lie. We did. A new movie that's part of the Amazon Prime Welcome to the Bloom House, mm. which is, I think they're just repackaging movies. They like, are, yeah. This, this movie, movie came out two years ago. Yeah. Which had worked for me. I was like, ooh, there's new, like, yeah. there's a new thing going on. It worked on. so well for me that you told me about it. I put the wrong movie into my queue and then watched an hour of it before <laughs> realizing I was watching the wrong The Lie on Amazon Prime. Because there's two of them, folks. So make sure you're watching the one with Joey King in it. This was classic. Like, you texted me something about the movie and I was like, hmm, this doesn't sound like that movie. I got so confused. I was like, wait. This guy, there's some indie guy that I'd recognized from another movie I didn't like. Mm. And I remembered being annoyed. I was like, why did Scott recommend this? This movie's dumb. And I was like trying to get into it and trying to pay attention. And I just couldn't. I was just like, ah. Yeah. And then one of us was like, oh, yeah, maybe you're watching the wrong movie. I sure was, folks. And the lie, it is like, that's a stock title. Things shouldn't be allowed to have the same title. Once something's named that, it's like you got to put a colon, add something to it. You can't just have the same title. It's fucked up. But The Lie was a pretty good movie. Another horror movie. Yeah, I dug it. Our girl Joey King playing 15, which hurts my case for her activation, which I've been talking about. But, I mean, she's playing younger. She's like a 22-year-old at this point, folks. 
Um, Peter Sarsgaard is in this. One of your favorite actors, mm. I do believe. He's my number one. Mm. Ever since he uh, showed Hog in Kinsey. Yes, when he unsheathed his white, <laughs> white, white penis. Something like that is just like, oh, Peter Sarsgaard shows his dick in Kinsey. Like, the it's just ridiculous. That's like a Twitter thing. Yeah. You're a crumb creep. But yeah, this is a horror movie, or more like a thriller, mm. or, you know. Like, Joey King does something crazy, and then... It's all about, she tells her parents, and they have to, like, lie for her, and they're kind of scared of her, and it's all about the aftermath of something instead of a traditional horror movie with kills and scares like we're talking about. And it has a twist that's like a, was like a doozy that really I couldn't have seen coming That's a spoiler. It is. Like, knowing there's a twist, you'll probably be able to figure it out. But it really. What like, have you done? It's fine. They'll figure. I bet nobody watches this one anyway. But yeah, that you you won't see it coming. Yeah. So forget we even said that. Yes. But uh, yeah, the lie on Amazon Prime, and they also there was another one under this Welcome to the Bloom House. Yeah, find it for me. I want to watch that too. I think it's called Black Box. It looked a little snoozy, but maybe we'll get that in for next week. Um, I think that's all I watched movie. Oh, I also watched that Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake from 2003. The one with Jessica Biel. Just we, gave it we a, can skip that. Yeah. Just, just gave it a rewatch. <laughs> it's, it's got some stuff. Like, as far as early 2000s remakes of old 70s horror movies go, it was good. Jessica Biel is such a babe in that movie. Mm. It's like, it might be the... The babyest anyone's ever been. Baby. But uh, what else you got? That's it. That's it? Yeah. Any TV this week? Nope. Weren't you watching... Busy week. Weren't you watching Sneakerheads or something? Oh, I finished that. Yeah, it sucked. Was that good? Oh, no good? No. I watched all of it, though. It's just a show about people who are into sneaks. Did I even bring that up? How do you know that? You mentioned it. I did. All right. I I remember everything. Do we have TV ESP? We do. Um, (laughs) It's, it's, yeah, it sucks. Don't waste your time. Even if you are as obsessed with sneakers as I am, you'll notice like things they're saying that are not correct or prices of shoes that aren't correct. Or it just, I don't know. It wasn't great. Mm. It's very dumb. But we watched, Lucy and I watched every episode in a row like idiots. So I guess maybe you will too. It's on Netflix. Sneakerheads. You think they'll ever make a documentary about us called Turkey Heads? I hope so. He's in. <laughs> I hope that's why you brought up Sneakerheads, to use that line. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's... Uh, the Boys just finished season two on Amazon. I don't know if you watched the finale, but it was a hot one. You watched it this morning? I did. I'll probably watch it after this, yeah. That... We talked about it a bunch. If you like superhero stuff <clears> at all, <throat> gotta watch this show. Really good season two that just wrapped up. And I think that's it for this week. You know what we can do? Ooh. Interesting. Maybe you don't really have a choice. It's already on right behind you. Ba-ba-ba-da-ba-da-ba-da. Folks, we thought we might watch 90 seconds of the 2006 release, The Departed. And Is this the sex scene? I can't. I'm not sure. It's probably looming. Departed soundtrack is fucking killer. 
No, but I got a reveal for you. The system has no balls. What? On this day, yep. 14 years ago, oh, I knew it. we were sauntering out of our third of five theatrical viewings of The Departed. At Hanover? Yes. October 9th. I queued up all the tickets the other day. I got a... You still have all five? I do. I got a hot post I'm probably going to drop tomorrow on all, uh, all the turkey heads out there. That's an Easter egg. But yeah, that's... I mean, The Departed, it's just... It's embedded in our in our lives. It's inescapable. I don't know where the departed ends and I begin, quite frankly. I know how that feels. Is it Frank? Frank, I'm looking at this I need you to lay low. DOBs. I'm looking at this cell phone. You, give you. I feel like we're getting close to the end here. Okay. At this point. Oh the infamous call. Burr. All the like unrealistic 2002 cell phone sounds. Dun, dun, dun. Hi, Leo. That's 90. Wow. You got a good, you got a good still this week at least. And, and also speaking of Boston movies, I was in Charlestown the other day. And Kid. I, <laughs> I can't believe there aren't signs on the corner of every street that say like, this is the town from the movie, the town. <laughs> like there's nothing. It's, it's fucked up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put signs up all over I'll, I'll join you. We can do it right now. Yeah, just cruise around town. Just poster boards. signs. <laughs> we'll, we'll make them on the go so they're really nice. Yes. Folks, um, follow us on uh, Instagram at Enough the Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Enough. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Season. Right? Follow me on Instagram at Ankner, A-N-K-N-E-R. Follow my fitness account, A-N-K underscore F-I-T. And make sure that you wear a mask because the coronavirus is a very serious danger and you got to take care of each other out there. So stay home. That was a huge twist right there, the zero hour. (laughs) Loved it. Stay home and flatten the curve. Yes. And uh, we'll be flattening the curve tonight, if you know what I mean. Wow. Do they? <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Next week on the show, we'll be talking about uh, American Pie Presents Girls Rules. You're really fired up about this, I can tell. He's in. He's, he's very in. And that new Netflix show, The Haunting of Bly Manor. I'm that I want to watch, yeah. yeah. I do want to watch that. Mike Flanagan. And who knows what else we'll be watching. Folks, that's enough. Have a go. Have a go one, man.